the Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hi and welcome to the Robots Podcast. Today, we will hear about an exciting conference due to take place in Germany's capital, Berlin, this May. The Cube Tech Fair seeks to facilitate connections between companies, bringing together industry players and startups in the key fields of life sciences and digital health, machinery and manufacturing, as well as infrastructure and connectivity. The tech fair also features a startup competition where the winner will be awarded 1 million euros. Our interviewer Audro spoke to Torsten Oelkes, CEO of Cube, to find out more about Cube's business model, the robotic companies they're affiliated with, the Cube tech fair and the rationale behind the 1 million euro prize. Hi, welcome to Robots Podcast. Hi, happy to be here. Would you introduce yourself? Yes, um, I'm Thorsten Oelke, the executive chairman uh, of Cube, a global innovation ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about Cube. The main aim is to bring together the new innovations um, from startups, uh, especially high-tech startups, cross-industry, so from artificial intelligence to robotics, of course, um, on a global scale. Uh, to help them partner with um, uh, big corporates, uh, conducting more business for them and bringing these two sides, uh, the established one and the new innovation together. Mm -hmm. And so what stage of companies uh, are you helping with Cube typically? It's a bit depending. Um, Generally, I would say the company should be in a stage where it has a product or service ready Mm-hmm. Uh, for the market, uh, could be uh, at least uh, a pilot, um, could be that they already have business and um, have a lot of projects running. Um, so it's not, uh, you can define that by the exact, uh, let's say if they are one, two, three, four, five years around. Um, because especially in robotics, we see a lot of companies which were just founded in the recent years, but they have already great uh, products and prototypes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now tell me a bit about the Cube Tech Fair. Yeah, the Cube Tech Fair um, is happening in May this year, from the 10th to 12th of May in uh, Berlin. We have with the Berlin City Cube one of the most modern halls in, in whole Europe uh, with uh, 12,000 square meters. And what we're doing there is that we showcase and uh, let the high-tech startups out of our network um, exhibit and uh, show their products and services to potential partners. Okay. Tell me about the startups in your network. What do you mean by in your network? Yes, we focus on uh, three criteria. It's B for B2B startups meaning that they have an industry focus, might be a specific industry um, like automotive, digital health, um, manufacturing machinery, infrastructure, 
might also be that it is a general, um, uh, so it comes to the second criteria as a C, cross-industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this counts for um, robotics, uh, but also for artificial intelligence and others. Yep. And uh, thirdly, G, globally. Um, so we think that um, these startups, you in a proportion which is... Um, crucial enough to to organize uh, such a tech fair you won't find in just one specific uh, tech hub globally mm-hmm. you have really to to look out for the best ones uh, in each and every not only tech hub um, but also let's take uh, pakistani which might have one two three very interesting high tech startups um, in that field and uh, we bring these uh, startups to Berlin and mm-hmm. showcase like the former World Expos have showcased great inventions of the first industrial revolution. Yes. Uh, we showcase them, uh, these innovations of the fourth industrial revolution in Berlin at the Cube Tech Show in May this year. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to talk a bit about the fourth industrial revolution. But first, so from your perspective, are you affiliated with these companies as an angel investor to them or as a venture capitalist? Or how, how do they become in your network? Yeah, no, we are um, a really neutral platform. So for us, it's quite important to not have any specific shareholder relationships or not. Um, we, we want not to be in the transaction between the okay. partners and the high-tech startups. So um, basically the startups apply um, to our Cube ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We ensure that we choose the ones where we really can deliver uh, some value because nowadays, especially for the, the great startups, um, Time is crucial, right? So they should look into all these differences in conferences, uh, trade fair shows, offers globally where they can can get something out for their business. So I think it's very crucial that we make very clear from the beginning where we can help. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, when we choose them, we basically focus, as I said, B, C, and G. Are they um, startups within our our focus where we have partners um, where we can match make them with. Gotcha. So fundamentally you connect these startups to relevant people. This is how uh, Cube operates? Uh, exactly. So And the relevant you mentioned that's the crucial thing. Yes. Because to bring established larger companies together with new fast-acting, innovative, high-tech startups. It means that um, for both sides, you have to set up and prepare a bit before, the meet, before they meet to make um, the most out of it. Otherwise, typically, both sides uh, tend to waste a lot of time by discovering who's the right one, by discovering to which person I should talk about. I mean... With a high-tech startup, it might be typically the CEO that uh, is a bit easier, but from the corporate side, it's so difficult to find out to whom to talk to when it comes to specific product or service you want to to sell or to partner with. So we we help there in advance. 
mm-hmm. that uh, when the startups and the companies and the partners um, meet, that they meet for the purpose to uh, to conduct business together, and uh, that this is really the the aim of the meetings and the matchmakes we organize. I see. So in the meetings, what kinds of things are, so how do they conduct business? Are they finding talent for the, uh, I don't know, say they're finding programmers or something, or are they finding people uh, for manufacturing to manufacture their goods and, or what, what kinds of things are we connecting them to do? Yeah. Um, from the startup perspective, it's probably mainly sales. So um, let's assume a robotic startup has a certain product or service um, they typically want to sell or partner or run a pilot. And um, an industry player in the B2B business is a potential customer and needs the service or product for their uh, digitalization services. Um, then we bring them together. So typically, um, to name some examples from partnerships which have really um, already been been done, we had a startup from Shanghai uh, in Switzerland, Scantrust. What they basically do is secure QR codes, and another company from Europe, um, Leibold who produces, besides others, the vacuum pumps. Mm -hmm. They need it uh, for a project. Um, They support, you might know, the. of course, you know, the the Hyperloop uh, project um, in general, and they support, via the vacuum pumps, um, one of these specific um, HTT projects. So in that uh, kind, it was necessary to label, because it's global, it's decentralized, it's not a typical a classic industry environment uh, like Hyperloop organizes its business. So basically, Libot needed um, these secure QR codes to be labeled on the vacuum pumps, which are uh, sent around the world, mm-hmm. and tracking them and managing them. This was a project we initiated um, last year in April, and it was uh, the first stage, the first part of the product. Pr- project was uh, finished by end of August, which is, as you can assume, a very fast, um, uh, fast project. Mm-hmm. And so just to make it clear to, to uh, the, what Cube's business model is, it's... Yeah. Uh, you guys act as a liaison between companies, largely in the area of manufacturing, uh, to connect people where they need something done. And then so you help them find an efficient way of getting a product or a piece of a product. And then it's kind of like, um, is is Cube profit or non-profit? It's profit. Okay, so then you take a small tax or uh, um, like a, a small percentage of all the work that is done, I suppose, by doing this connection? Nope. Uh, no, um, we don't do it because we think uh, that we have to be neutral when it comes to the transaction and not yes. being biased um, or have an, an interest, a business interest uh, who should come to the room. Yes, then incentives can be wrong, like with yeah. healthcare. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, for the startups completely free. Yes. Um, and the corporates, uh, they pay. Uh, there are different uh, models to engage. The uh, 
typical one is a founder partnership, as we call it. So as an annual membership fee where they can um, get via different uh, platforms into that matchmaking mode, uh, mm -hmm. which I described. Uh, one main uh, module, of course, is the Cube Tech Fair in, in May this year I, mm -hmm. I, uh, we talked about. We'll talk more about and, it, yes. Yeah. And um, uh, there are others like uh, sponsor packages when the corporates want to... Um, get connected uh, on specific events, may it be the Cube Tech Fair, may it be the other global events we are running, the Cube Global Touchpoints in mm -hmm. different tech centers, like in this year um, in March, uh, we are in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, but we are also in uh, Sao Paulo in March this year, because we think the the industry in Brazil is also uh, kind of interesting uh, coming from an industry, let's call it 2.0 out of the 90s yeah. and now transforming with a huge and very interesting, sometimes a bit globally overlooked, um, uh, great startup um, uh, ecosystem, especially when it comes to industry 4.0 um, in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So that's why we are there. Or in uh, Barcelona next week, when there are typically larger tech events, so the four years from now, um, Yossi Vadi is a connector uh, in our ecosystem, and we use these uh, larger uh, events and fairs to come with a smaller delegation to organize more intimate, intimate uh, meetings for connections to meetings. take place. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the companies pay for it to be part of it. The companies pay to be a part of it? Yeah, the, the corporates or the establishment, they pay for, for it to get yes. the access. Um, and the startups, once they are selected, uh, uh, for them it's for free. They got the benefits in the sense of they, are, they have sales opportunities to, to market and uh, sell their products. Mm -hmm. Now, so tell me a bit about the uh, Cube Tech Fair and the prize that you'll be offering uh, one of the startups? Yes. So, again, Cube Tech Fair 10 to 12 May in Berlin this year is um, a fair where you can see approximately a couple of hundreds of these global high-tech startups, so showcasing their um, uh, products and services, especially in robotics. Uh, it's interesting not to only hear about the the solution, but really see it in action, right? So um, I think that's a fantastic thing about the whole uh, industry 4.0, uh, this manufacturing machinery and, mm -hmm. of course, robotics, because you can really get an, a great impression of yes. what it means to to have uh, new product there. So I'd like to interrupt with two things. Uh, first, can you tell me a little bit about some of the robotics companies that you have uh, that will yes. be attending the tech conference? Of course. Um, we have uh, the Trident, uh, which is a company using robotics for um, uh, construction work. So it really uh, revolutionized uh, the founder, Jaron Schwarz, uh, from um, Israel, Tel Aviv, 
it um, aims to revolutionize the way construction is done uh, nowadays. Um, uh, so in very established, very, um, let's say, very traditional way of uh, uh, doing construction and uh, using the robotics technology to make it more efficient, uh, safer, um, and bring it really to, to, to the new age. Uh, that's one example. Uh, one other example I personally like very much is uh, Open Bionics, um, where, uh, I mean, uh, the founders uh, also connected uh, to, uh, to you guys, um, to the uh, RoboHub. Um, and what I really like, I mean, you, you all know the, the piano player uh, with the robotic hand. So it really, it really brings a solution um, to, to a problem which can, can be very personal mm -hmm. if you you think of friends, family, or people um, that are disabled in that way. Yeah. So, See, so it really changes the life. I like that. So explicitly, they're using uh, rapid prototyping, so 3D printing to print prostheses, uh, upper body, upper limb prostheses. And so they're making them much more affordable than was previously done, and they fit better, too, because they're taking 3D scans. Uh, so, and then the other thing I wanted to ask was, what do you mean by industry 4.0? You're talking about a fourth industrial revolution. Can you tell me what that is? Yes, I mean, um, in the context of Cube, I, I always like a bit to point out um, uh, when we had the what we now call in history the first industrial revolution. Let's start there. Um, typically the great uh, startup founders at that time uh, they were called the engineer engineers um, they invented uh, a car motor for instance like Gottlieb Daimler did um, in uh, 1889 and with that car motor he and cars were not around at that time with that motor he went to Paris to the World Expo at that time. And a French company, Panal Levasseur, they uh, were impressed and took that motor into one of their machines. And one year later, they showed the first French car with, uh, uh, with a motor from, from Daimler. And out of this, nowadays, we know, of course, Daimler, but also the, the French company is now known very well because it's PSA Peugeot right? Citroën. Um, and this shows that in the first industrial revolution, it needed really for the great inventors to have a, a, a physical place to bring together partnerships between established companies, <coughs> sorry, to bring together established companies with these inventors. And in the fourth industrial revolution, um, it's a bit of the same problem or challenge we have globally so many great and all all industries basically um new inventors inventions great stuff we have even new um sectors which haven't been there before right so it's not about um uh, only that we look into established industries like automotive or digital health. It's like at that time in the, in the first industrial revolution where nobody 
had a clue about that automotive is an industry, but nowadays um, robotics or artificial intelligence is um, not for many people an industry like automotive or digital health. And, and I think the, the great thing here is it's so, so driven by digitalization, how we call it, but it's not only that, so it's also driven by new techniques, new inventions, and um, I mean, the term exponential is uh, used so much and maybe a bit um, overused, but it clearly has a point in, in uh, the fact that we cannot, with our human brains, imagine mm -hmm. to what it leads to have these, to live in these times and what is is possible, which means basically that everything is possible, even the unimaginable. Gotcha. Okay. So exponential growth and digitization seem like the things that are leading us to a fourth revolution. And so exponential growth, that refers to like Moore's law where transistors double and this kind of thing, giving us more processing power. But then other things like solar cells and many other technologies follow this same exponential thing where they double and it, the line kind of looks like a, it looks logarithmic or it looks like a line on a logarithmic plot. Okay. Exactly. I see. Uh, and so would you tell me a bit about this 1 million euro prize that you're offering? Yeah, that's another part of uh, the Cube Tech Fair in May. Um, we have uh, what we call a Cube Challenge um, running where the global high-tech startups, uh, besides applying for our ecosystem, they can send applications. Um, so it's a continuous process and... Uh, we already have uh, a couple of hundreds uh, which are taking part in that cube challenge. And uh, the price indeed is uh, 1 million euro in cash mm -hmm. with no strings attached. And that's 1.06 million US dollars, just uh, for all uh, uh, Euros. Yes, I know. So, I'm, I'm saying, uh, so converting it to dollars, it's 1.06 okay, yeah, million US dollars. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so no strings attached. This means no equity. It's not a convertible debt. Uh, tell me a bit more about this. Yeah, the reason we are doing it, uh, so first of all, no strings attached because some of uh, the prices who um, have such a big amount um, and use that for marketing uh, turns out to be... Uh, let's put it that way, a uh, thousand nice uh, devices worth a uh, thousand euros, right? So which is uh, not, not very attractive then. Um, so it's really one million euro in cash. And why it's no strings attached? Because um, as a neutral platform, we think we not only want to have this as a kind of a marketing tool, we really think there should be a, a cause behind it. And the course is for us to enable the winning high-tech startup, underpending uh, which uh, financing round they are in or what are on what stage of uh, development they are, they should be able to use this money. Um, they will get a lot of attraction and visibility with it. And that should uh, lead on the Cube Tech Fair and afterwards 
to uh, additional projects they are running. So they will need more resources. And even we don't say what they should use the, the one million for, if we choose the the winning high-tech startup right, then they would spend it for company purposes to bring the company to the next level. Mm-hmm. And the best outcome for us would be that we choose the right one who one year later, when they might hand over the next prize to a startup, can tell within that year they have used these financial resources in addition to what they were able to do to accomplish a great, great um, industry project, which is then very well known and um, uh, on a global perspective, uh, the industry now knows this specific high-tech startup much better than one year before and Cube, uh, the tech fair and the Cube Challenge 1 million euro prize helps them to uh, to get that visibility. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to make it explicit how this is different from normally investing in a company. So there are different modes when or how companies can be invested in in their early stages. Uh, one option is that uh, the money is turned into equity. So this is ownership of the company, and this is used for voting. Uh, I mean, they, they get a decision power, and they also get a stake in the company, usually just a, a percentage um, of the company. And then when the company grows bigger, this percentage, uh, the value of the company increases, and then they make profit accordingly. Also, there's something called convertible debt, and convertible debt is where the money is invested in the company. And then at a valuation stage, when the company is said to be worth this much, the amount put into convertible debt is turned into shares. And so depending on how the company is valued, this can make it so that the founders are heavily diluted, so they own very little of the company, or that the person who did convertible debt uh, receives very little of the company, depending on the valuation. This is very different. Uh, than either of those because it's just an injection of cash into the money or into the company, uh, which can be used for purposes, correct? It's a power shot. Yes, a power shot. It just basically gives energy into the company. Now, I'm sure there must be restrictions, though, with the company uh, accepting this prize money. Uh, you say no strings attached. They They then come and work with you in Berlin and this kind of thing, or they can do whatever they please. They can do whatever they please. So for us, it's important that um, we ensure that we choose the right one beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's why we got uh, Steve Wozniak, um, <laughs> the co-founder of uh, Apple, to be part of the jury and um, making sure that uh, the evaluation of the pitches of the startups is done on uh, uh such a right level that we really are seeking for groundbreaking new technologies. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, we all know it's uh, typically the founder team uh, who, who drive that and that we give the prize to, uh, we give it to the startup, so to the company, but um, that the company is driven and led by, by founders and people who really want to to make a difference and um, to m- make a change uh, in in the world, and that this money is used for it, 
Mm. Um, so uh, we, we won't tell them where to do it, how to do it, with whom to do it. Um, that gotcha. their decision. There really is no strings attached. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why one million dollars? Why not ten million? Why not a hundred thousand? Are you um, euros? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think one million is on a level where it's. I don't know if there are any other prices like that, but it's it, it gets very seldom. Um, so it's probably something where you can really stand out of the crowd and get visibility. Um, mm. That's as I. Uh, set the the main aim of that price. Gotcha. Is there is there any precedent for this? Are there other similar um, competitions or ways of funding startups where it's just money that's handed to them? Not that I know. Gotcha. And how? So how did you decide to do this? So what was the initial idea? Uh, of Cube uh, as a whole? Or of, uh, how did you decide that this was the approach? Uh, so I understand the rationale, you want to give them visibility, but how did you first come upon the idea of doing something different, which would, I mean, typically prizes are awarded and they take equity in the company mm -hmm. or something like this. How did you decide that you would give them something with no strings attached? I think the... Um rational behind it is that in the fourth industrial revolution and in, in what we are doing the high-tech startups and the founders are key right mm -hmm. and that they are the ones who um the established industries even society should look at and uh watching closely what they are doing because there's a potential that uh, for the whole planet we can solve a lot of these big problems, which haven't been solved, even not by technology in the past, but the uh, potential to get rid of malaria, for instance, uh, lies clearly in these new engaged founders and their technology and their inventions. And to, to value that and to appreciate that and to to put the, the spotlight on them uh, was um, the idea. So it's more rather than a consequence to also value it with, uh, uh, with money. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is the first year that this is happening, correct? Exactly. And it's going to be an annual thing where a million euros is awarded or uh, some amount is awarded to the best company that has applied. Yes, yeah, so Cube is, um, you're right, the new approach to solve or at least add some contribution to the unsolved challenge to bring innovations and established companies together. It's uh, a, new, a new approach. And uh, after the first year, which ends typically with the highlights of the Cube Tech Fair in May, um, we will evaluate uh, what worked out well um, and what not. It's a long-term uh, initiative. So with our partners, uh, we have uh, contracts which are for the upcoming years. And uh, the specific elements will be for the upcoming future will be um, 
of course, as it is a new initiative, also altered um, with the um, results and feedbacks we got. I see. I see. Now, you mentioned choosing the right one, uh, choosing the correct startup. Can you tell me a bit about how companies are vetted, uh, about the judging panel and about this? Yeah, I mean, besides typical criteria, which... Um, Judges like Steve Wozniak seeing a startup pitch would obviously uh, apply. Um, so team, business model, um, scalability, uh, how feasible is a product or service. Um, uh, behind this standard um, criteria set, um, it's uh, the, the impact, the technology, and of course, not only technology, because it's then the founder team, the whole company, the impression from the quality of the pitch. Um, what impact will the winning high-tech startup have, not only for the industry, but also uh, globally when it comes to this uh, transformation and transition period we are living in? Mm-hmm. Now. Are you favoring, so you mentioned fighting malaria and this kind of thing. Are you, so uh, some of these companies are aiming for solving some of the larger problems of humanity, diseases or, I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is that more, is that, are, are you trying to have companies that are doing something that is generally good for the world rather than a company that will just be profitable? I think, or is it a balance between the two? Or um, let's put it that way. I think if uh, a great company does it right today, it is not only profitable and uh, has, uh, on a financial and business level, a huge success. It also, within our scope, alters uh, the way. We are doing things for the better. I'm quite convinced that um, it's in in that scope with that technology. It's not the um, the way that we just do just do something for profit. Uh, it it has also a huge impact uh, on society. Might it be an indirect um, impact? Uh, because it's a B2B focus, so there's a chain of other um, companies, events, whatsoever, before it really goes into maybe via consumers, into society, but take your open bionics example, right? Um, it really has a great, great impact and um, is also a potential company who can be very profitable very successful in business, um, and it's uh, two two sides of the same same coin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so how do companies apply, and then when is the deadline for this? Yeah, so um, they apply uh, via globally via our website, so cube-global.com. And there you find the typical uh, application form. Uh, it's uh, supported by our partner F6S. 
who uh, is very experienced in setting up uh, these kind of uh, applications. And um, from there, it's reviewed uh, by, by us, by Cube, uh, our team. And uh, the deadline um, is close to the tech fair. So um, the startups have still in the upcoming weeks the opportunity to apply. Um, to that uh, cube challenge. Mm -hmm. And any advice for applicants? Stand out of the crowd. All right, thank you. My pleasure, thank you. And that's all from us for today. If you'd like to know more about Cube, just go to cube-global.com. And don't forget to check out robohub.org for more from the Robots Podcast as well as lots of other robotics-related news. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye! Q with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics.